Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. guest will be joining us shortly um and uh, his name is arthur uh Kinesis, and um i'll be i'll be uh uh talking him to him very soon uh in the meantime i hope everybody is uh doing well and uh we'll, we'll be discussing uh my hello, words my this is arthur Kennedy. yeah hello how are you Arthur? Ah, uh, good. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Arthur? Yes, I do. Oh, Yeah, good. I I'm hear sorry. you, Leo. How are you doing? Good, okay. <laughs> um, uh, I'm glad you... Uh, I'm sorry that for some reason uh, the, the uh, she gave you my landline to call rather as opposed to my cell phone because the landline is where I... is the Skype uh, situation, and that's what links me to the show. So I just wanted to clarify ah. that. But um, uh, oh, okay. I introduced well, you. But um, uh, Arthur uh, Kanegis, I'm hoping I, sp- I pronounced that right. Is that correct? Kanegis? I, I, I can accept that lots of pronunciations. Kanegis is okay, but actually Kanegis is how I pronounce it. Kanegis, <laughs> Arthur okay. Arthur Kanegis. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, that's but, all right. Uh, like, any any pronunciation is okay with me. <laughs> that's all right. Arthur Kanegis, all right. Well, you're the director of the latest documentary. Um, and it's uh, My World is My Country, a historical look at the so that first. Our world. No, it's it's the, the world that? is my country. The world. Oh, oh, this is the, the, the world, world is, is my, my country. country. Okay, I messed that one up. Okay, Not my, the, uh, the world is historical. That's all right. Historical look at the world's first citizen, uh, Gary Davis, and the pacifist movement, which began in 1953. That was, that was amazing. The documentary will air on PBS in April. Now, um, is that going to be through the whole month of April, or is that, you know, if, Okay. Now, uh, all right, now, wait a minute. Let me just ask you. So will our podcast be by Skype, and now this is a preliminary call, and then we're going to have one that's live on the air? Or no, no, we are live, we, no, we, we are live now, okay? Oh, we're live we're, now. Okay, okay. Right, we're live now. <laughs> right, sorry about that. It's audio. No, the, my 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 podcast is audio only, but they use the Skype. Uh, um, you know, Skype is the network, one of the network's uh, uh, connections. You know. Uh, oh, perfect. Other, okay. Uh, yeah. That's a, you know. Okay. I, well, I, so I, then I've, I've always done the show this way, but it's like the, um, um, you know. Eileen, uh, your, your publicist, um, who I've known for 20 years now, um, uh, she she kind of reversed the numbers uh, on her mess, on her confirmation. So. Um, oh uh, no problem, no problem. That's well okay. then, so let that's me just okay. say that uh, to answer your question, I can jump yeah. right in if you don't mind to answer yeah. your question. No, please, uh, please go uh, right ahead. Yeah. Okay. What was your, so what's what was happening is the film yeah. the film The World Is My Country. It's going right. out on uh, pub, on on PBS affiliates, public broadcasting. Right. Sir, not not the right. not the PBS na- national that goes out everywhere at the same time. Oh, it's gone oh, out oh. from NETA. To, it's NETA has sent it out to all the television stations in the country, and so far hmm. uh, it's on in uh, in many many markets around the country, like 41. But it's not 
automatic that every station runs it. Uh, but what happens is uh, the stations that are running it, uh, that we're getting a lot of excitement and, and buzz about it. Uh, it's going to be, if you go to theworldismycountry.com slash public TV, a lowercase P-U-B-L-I-C TV, uh, you'll see the list of all the stations that have already scheduled it. And there are schedules at different times on different stations all through April right. and actually continuing on after that, May, June, and so on. And you'll also find on that page uh, where people, if they don't see it in their market, uh, ways that they can uh, help sponsor local broadcasts in their area. So uh, this is a, a wonderful opportunity for people to, to see not just the problems of the world, but a key possible solution, how, how yeah, kind of uh, that, out of this amazing it. story of Gary, we can shift the world. That's an interesting um, thing that you mentioned um, uh, uh, about how you. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying to um, uh, think of how we could connect your movie. If I, how can I connect your movie to a movie theater in this area that I believe will, will take your movie uh, the show? Um, what, oh, we what, would, would love to have it on a uh, on a theater there. Uh, and yeah. what you can do is you can simply email me. Uh, you've got my email mm -hmm. through Eileen. Uh, yeah. And let's talk about the particular theater and how to do it. And we can. We have had a, a couple of theatrical showings, and we're very open to doing that. So we would love to have yeah. it on yeah. uh, various theaters around the country. And we have yeah. a theatrical version. Uh, the theatrical version is 83 oh. minutes long. We had to compress yeah. it down to... Uh, 58 minutes for public television because that's the time right, slot they right. they're off. Know, one hour, yeah. Uh, yeah. But actually, the full film the full film is uh, is actually even far more fascinating and fun. We get standing wow. ovations when we showed it at film festivals. We've had standing ovations, sold out houses, and uh, wow. people are, are are ready for a film like this that inspires them to a, a new vision of how we can fix our world. Well, I think I think we would uh, would have a, a very um, warm reception for something like that here. And when I read about it, and I, I haven't seen the, the whole documentary because of the preview. I, I, I was just sent a few previews. But um, um, it, it's fascinating. The uh, I know I never heard of Gary Davis, and I'm sure a lot of people haven't who have asked, um, who are about my age, which are uh, definitely baby boomers. And I and we and I was kind of ashamed that I did not know about this guy, um, uh, the and the world citizenship uh, thing. You know, I've been doing progressive radio for yep. 20 years, and I and for some reason, this uh, this name has not been um, bannered around that much. Maybe more so in European uh, countries, but yes, uh, yes, you're reason, exactly uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, that's one of the most common reactions we get. People say, wow, I can't believe this. I didn't know this story. And uh, I don't know if you want me to tell you briefly what the story is, but it's something that did rivet people, especially in Europe. Uh, you want me to tell you briefly what the story yeah, right is up. and why it uh, was so riveting? Yes, yes, sure, please. Okay, please I, I, right. I'm aware of well, what so, it is, but I... <laughs> But as far as the, your the viewers, guy, the, guy, the, guy the, guy a, the guy was a the guy was a madman. There's no question about it. There was a radical from <laughs> radical land. You know, well, amazing. Uh, what he amazing. did. Okay, so so here's this guy. He's Danny Kaye's understudy on Broadway. He's pulling off all those Danny Kaye double talk numbers, yeah, you know, yeah, wowing yeah, audiences, yeah, yeah. getting 13 curtain calls, and boom, yeah. it's World War II, and he finds himself in an airplane bombing the city of Brandenburg, and his own brother is killed in the war, and he's heartbroken. Why in the heck am I killing these people in their homes and schools and factories for no other reason than they're on the wrong side of some invisible line? Why weren't the people yeah. who, who killed my brother arrested? Why wasn't I arrested for murdering all these people? And this sends him on a quest to figure out, oh, my God, what can I do? And he finally he discovers this incredible book, uh, Emery Lovins, uh, you know, that, uh, not Emery Lovins, uh, Emery Reeves, uh, that inspires him to realize that uh, anatomy of peace, that inside countries with one government, we, we don't fight wars, but outside governments, we, uh, outside our, our, our own group, we say, okay, that's the enemy. Then it's okay to do anything we want. He says, my God, in every single country on the world, it's illegal to murder people. 
But you step outside yeah. borders, and it's not illegal. All of a sudden, you get medals for it. You can, you can murder thousands of people. It's no, <laughs> yeah, not a crime. Yeah. Yeah, and you and can, so you know, he you says, can murder nothing. as many as you want, you know. It's, it's, yeah, go yeah. for it. Right? Wow. So he says, this, this this is seriously broken. i got to do something about it. But what can I do? You know, I'm just an actor. I mean, I, I was here to make people laugh. Not, right, not, I'm not a politician. Right. didn't go to law school. So he comes up with an ingenious idea. He goes to Paris, where the U.N. Mm-hmm. is meeting that year, and right. he, uh, he, 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 goes to the, he goes to the U.N., and he officially gives up national citizenship and offers himself to the new United Nations as their first world citizen. Well, this mm. kind of ribbits war-weary Europe, and Albert Camus, Andre Sartre, Albert Einstein, all these people rallied rally to his cause, and together they put together this little conspiracy, this little act of political theater. They sneak into the U.N. session back then wearing, you know, uh, fedoras and overcoats and not being recognized, people like Albert Camus, who would be well-known if he was recognized. And uh, at one point, Gary then goes out to the front, interrupts the entire United Nations session. This is when the Soviets are squabbling and they're arguing over the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And the Soviets are saying, you know, yet this is an invasion on our civil liberties. This is the West trying to dominate. They're all fighting back and forth like little kids. Right, so he right, jumps right. up and he says, he says, the nations you represent divide us and lead us to the brink of total war. He said, we need one government for one world, and if you won't do it, step aside, and a people's world assembly will arise from our ranks to do it. Well, <laughs> you know, the delegates actually applaud him. You see this. There's actually film footage of this, amazing footage of all I, these things. I saw that. And yeah, I delegates, saw that. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so delegates are applauding him. You saw that. Uh, all these... Famous people get excited about it, and 20,000 people rally with him on the U.N. doorstep on December 9th. And the very next day, after this huge outpouring of public support, the Soviets, who had been adamantly blocking the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, step aside, abstain, and the Universal Declaration of Human Rights is passed unanimously. Uh, so the, and that's just the beginning of the story. It keeps going on, even elevated more and more exciting things happen in this incredible story that's, I would call it a lost piece of history because, uh, you know, Martin Sheen introduces it as a roadmap to a better future. It's kind of a lost piece of history that if we learn this history, it gives us a roadmap to building a better future for all of us. And, uh, and so Gary uh, was incredibly ahead of his time, and we want to, Save that lost piece of history by getting this movie out widely. Uh, it's an important story that the world needs to know and doesn't yet know. Now, why? How did? How? Why did it take? Uh, well, he passed away. What in two thirteen? I think right. In twenty thirteen, uh, two thousand thirteen. Right, yeah, Just yeah. two weeks. Two weeks after <sighs> we finished the documentary, finished the rough, first rough cut, and we showed it to him. It was before we had all the incredible historic footage and everything, but we we finished him uh, telling yeah. his story on stage and he. And he got to see that, and he felt so relieved. He said, do you have everything you need from me? And uh, two weeks before he died, he issued a world passport. You'll see in the movie that he started issuing world passports to all these Nobel leaders, presidents, and stateless refugees, helping him get out of refugee camps and everything. Anyway, he issued a world passport to Edward Snowden and had a lot of news about him, even here in the U.S., uh, because that was when Snowden was locked away at the Russian airport. He couldn't move, and then Gary sent him this we sent him this world passport, and uh, two weeks after that, he passed away. So that was his last act, uh, his last hurrah for world citizenship. At an incredible 65 years of his 92 years life, he lived as a citizen of no nation, only the entire planet. And the press back then in, you know, in Paris, they dubbed him world citizen number one. Yeah, yeah. No, they loved him there. They, it seemed like they, they, they just loved him. But uh, what's the... Um, well, like, what was your friendship with him? How did how did you develop the uh, desire to do this? Yep. And what uh, did you have a long friend? And the second thing, since he's from Burlington, Vermont, uh, living there, he must he must have been buddies with with Bernie Sanders, no? Uh, yes, he, Bernie. He did talk to Bernie Sanders a number of times. I wouldn't call them uh, buddies. Uh, I think Bernie Sanders saw him, as a lot of people did at that point, as kind of a, 
like an interesting gadfly. He would come up at meetings and talk about world citizenships and so on. And I, I, uh, I actually knew him for a quarter of a century, and I, I, I liked his idea about world citizenship and, and the world passport, but I never hmm. knew he had such an amazing story. I was actually working on uh, developing a, a feature film that would take kids into a positive future and give us a model, something to aspire to of, of what would a, what would a better world look like. And I was mm. getting this up to Sony Pictures and others. And then uh, we weren't getting the funding for it. And I went with Gary's son, Troy Davis, to uh, try to talk to some Silicon Valley executives about helping fund that. And uh, Troy said, you know, if you want to make a film about peace, why don't you read my dad's book, uh, My Country is the World? Well, mm. I read the book, and I was blown away. I said, this is so cinematic. It's filled with action, adventure, and everything. I've got to make a movie about this. So I, I started out <laughs> writing a screenplay, winning some awards in it, getting it up to Sony Pictures that loved it until they budgeted it and found out it was a $55 million film with all the scenes of him being shot down in airplanes and big stage numbers. And they said, you know, he's not oh, well uh, enough known for a blockbuster, a blockbuster movie. And that's when I decided to do the documentary instead. Fortunately, just in time to get the whole story out before he passed away. Wow. Oh, that's good. I'm glad he was able to see it, uh, or at least the parts of it that uh, made it. Yeah, he saw uh, his part of it, his his whole story put together, but it didn't yet have all that incredible historical footage you saw in the film. I was blown away right. when I actually found footage of every part of his journey. Here's a story nobody heard of, and the film, yeah, where, where the did press you, actually where did you had filmed him. Where did you find this stuff? <laughs> well, we had film we had film researchers at the Library of Congress. We had film researchers in Paris going to their archives. We had film researchers at UCLA. We had film, and wow. like like UCLA called us, they said, "Well, Gary Davis, we've got some can down here in the basement, gathering dust. It has the name Gary Davis. We don't even know if it's the same Gary Davis. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, uh, it'll cost yeah, you. Right. It'll cost you. He said it'll cost you a thousand dollars." just for us to digitalize it so you can see it. You can't even see this footage. It might be the wrong Gary Davis. You've got to pay 1000 bucks to see it. So we said, okay. We paid our 1000 bucks, and that turned out to be that footage. I don't know if you saw this, but there's footage uh, when, he, when, when he was stuck on the border between France and Germany for, uh, for, for, uh, three, for, for, for three months, two months, uh, trying to go to Germany to rebuild the damage he had caused with his bombs. Uh, when he finally, his place burned down there and he had to go back to the U.S., he's on this ship, and he's coming into the harbor, going past the Statue of Liberty, having a press conference. And the press asks him, are you going to continue your world citizen movement in the U.S.? And he says, my movement. Uh, he says, uh, uh, I'm just one of the world citizens in the community of world citizens. Uh, and he says, you know, he, so he, he's very humble as you'll see in the movie, but that great footage, it was so pristine, there's not a scratch on that film. You know, mostly you see this old footage and it's got little scratches and all. That, this that, has never been played since it was yeah. filmed. Uh, so it's pristine I footage. I, I, yeah, I didn't see that in the, uh, there wasn't in the uh, promotional uh, trailers and stuff that I was sent. So the, but... Um, oh, yeah. Um, well, we'll get I, you the I, link. You know, the, the full film, oh. the full theatrical film, is on Vimeo pay-per-view, The World is My Country. Oh, and okay, people okay. can watch the entire story there. And uh, okay. you'll see, and I can send you a private link because, you know, you're doing this podcast. And you right, can get to see right. the full film and get it there into your local theater. That would be fantastic. That's what I was thinking. Uh, if, you, if, you would, if you would do that, what I can do is I can well, – because this is something I would think would be very, very um, – um, Real up here. Uh, people might be very interested in this. Um, uh, and I'm also doing a number of different projects uh, with that with that movie house uh, on my own documentaries and whatnot. But um, oh, I cool! Tell the, me uh, about your documentaries. Uh, Tell me about your documentaries. Oh, I've done actually. I've done twelve of them. I had um, I had a television show for uh, about ten years, and um, it's called the LA Steel Show. It was a um, uh, PB, uh, it was a uh, cable access program, but it went through the whole state of Connecticut and uh, parts of Massachusetts. Uh, I had a lot of uh, affiliates, and the uh, the my I did uh, several uh, uh, two two major documentaries uh, on the DC uh, 
the D.C. Uh, 2003 and 2005 uh, peace rallies down there, uh, and uh, you know a lot, a lot of a lot of great footage there. And it was about, about an hour and a half, uh, about two 90-minute uh, uh, documentaries there. Then I did a five-part series, which was uh, uh, on a, uh, a nuclear power here in the in um, in um, uh, um, uh, uh, Connecticut, where they had shut down this uh, Dominion. Well, Dominion owns it now, but they had shut down mm-hmm. the the uh, uh, nuclear power plant in Waterford, Connecticut, and uh, they they were you know it was a group of people that I was involved with um, who. Uh, I filmed and questioned, and uh, we did all kinds of stuff together there. Uh, yeah. And it, yeah, they, they actually got they they actually got the nuclear power plant closed for five years. For five years. Well, you sound like our kind of person. We're really glad to to have you share our film ideas and uh, and uh, oh, and yeah. get together. That's great. Because I've got so much of them, and uh, um, uh, I've got 400 shows actually uh, that I recorded, and some of them on the on uh, about 40 of them up on uh, YouTube, on the YouTube channel. Good. But um, well, when you have this the, one, uh, the, actually, actually, yeah, actually that one is um, uh, that one of the uh, uh, power plant uh, uh, documentaries on there, um, and. Um, I, I, I don't know, just a whole bunch of hodgepodge uh, programs that I did. That twelve of them. I did one on uh, the nine one one commission. I did one on, mm. um, you know, I, I, uh, and I, I, I can almost. I, I'm trying to remember all of them, but about about twelve of them. Connect afterwards and send me the link. Yeah, and I can um, I can I can send send you that YouTube link. You might want to get a kick out of that. Right. But I did a lot of investigative stuff as well, and um, right. uh, and touched on a lot of a lot of major issues. And we did. Uh, I've been I was on uh, a political activist for 20 years with, uh, with uh, progressive radio. I was probably one of the few uh, progressive radio uh, shows in in the country. Join join the war, you know. Join the uh, uh, Afghanistan and uh, um, uh, uh, Iraq war, you know. And we were major major protesters there. But uh, but anyway, I just want just uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll get along with yeah. I can I can do that. I'll, I'll put I'll give you links and so on and so forth with that. But I'd like to talk a little more about this uh, about this. Um, where we're gonna where we can go with this? My world is uh, the world is my country. The guy, the guy was a country. fascinating, fascinating character. Yeah, there's a, one guy that I just just for the hell of it. Uh, in 2002, I, uh, I was campaign chairman, campaign chairman, camp, the only guy, uh, the, the campaign manager for a remarkable guy that uh, his name was Ned Cole, and uh, he ran for governor in 2002 against. Uh, Against uh, 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 Roland, uh, this guy uh, Roland, who was our governor, who wound up being corrupt and, and uh, served jail time, and uh, uh, Ned was uh, running against him uh, on a corruption charge. Ned, Ned was actually the uh, in 1972 he was an actual uh, Democratic candidate for president. Okay, and. Yeah. Uh, he he was up there with Shirley Chisholm and um, George McGovern and oh cool the, the, the yeah I, I I did a I did a I did a show for George McGovern called uh, McGovern seventy two a public plan for peace and I knew yeah. I knew George McGovern he actually lived about two blocks from me for a while there in Washington D C and I went to his apartment oh, and so wow. on uh, yeah he's a cool guy wonderful I, wonderful I, person I, 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 he was he was a, I was eighteen in nineteen seventy two and I. Uh, um, he was uh, he was the first guy voted for president, you know, and uh, of course that, right. that was a landslide <laughs> victory the other way. But we got we got the uh, uh, yeah we got the first Trump, you know. Yeah. But, uh, well, um, exactly. Well, the uh, you know I think the key that Gary gave us that was so inspiring is a way to kind of yeah. rise above uh, all the, all this politics and the nations that divide us. You know, one of the things that Robert, in the film, Robert Mueller's widow, uh, 
uh, you'll see her at the end, Barbara, Barbara Mueller. Uh, she, she, he was the undersecretary, of, uh, a deputy undersecretary of the UN, and she, oh. she said that you know, Gary inspired him on his mission, but uh, one of the things that, uh, uh, and, and that he inspired the leaders of the European Union, uh, but one of the things that, uh, uh, that, that, that her husband said was that there is a superpower in the world that, that, that oh, it's like a sleeping superpower, and that superpower is the people of the world. And what happens is because we're divided into these boxes called nation states, we don't recognize our power. They can control us. You know, they, uh, they can say, uh, uh, well, if you, uh, to, if, you know, if you try to control our pollution, if you try to tax us, you know, we'll go to another country. And so they're, they're all operating freely at the world. Uh, all these corporations, they operate globally. But we the people are locked in these cages called nation states. So we can't control them, and they control us. They become the puppet masters instead of, uh, you know, as it was in Thomas Jefferson's day where uh, corporations got a 20-year license from, from the people, basically, and if they didn't, do the, didn't serve the public interest, it got withdrawn. They became the ones on top running us. And uh, what, what we, people try to push them back in the box, uh, you know, push the genie down, say, uh, okay, we got to control, uh, uh, you know, corporate contributions to campaigns and all this. But it can't be done because as long as we're locked in a box and they're out there roaming free and they have, all, they have all the power and money. But once we, the people, connect together and create what Gary called a synergistic democracy, it's not win-lose, I win, you lose, uh, it's a whole new invention for how in like something like these little Zoom groups we're having all over the world, people all over the world are in these little groups that he called synergy groups, and they're not yeah. voting, you know, for this or that. They're getting together and saying, uh, and, and and they're cross-culture, like it's Arabs and Israelis and the same one and so on. And the more cross-cultural people come together and say, you know, how can we solve these problems of the world? And they come up with solutions. Those solutions get integrated together and amalgamated into the will of the people globally. And, and what Gary was suggesting is that if we can just, you know, everybody says the will of the people, uh, even, the, even the Declaration of Independence says the right of the people to institute new government, uh, and the uh, Universal Declaration says that, that the will of the people should be the base authority of government, and all the constitutions say that, uh, instead of uh, we the people just begging and pleading our government leaders to make peace, we just go out and do it, and we create the most powerful superpower in the world, the will of the people globally. It doesn't need armies or militaries well, you know, to force know, things. You know, it's got people power. <laughs> well, Gia, uh, JFK, uh, he, I mean, the guy, the guy was a visionary. There, there's no question about that. But he, yes. uh, with, with his Peace Corps um, and VISTA programs and so on and so forth, he opened the doors to to the world, uh, to, to Americans, people to see what the world really was, you know. And, uh, and oh, absolutely. What's well, okay. President Kennedy, President, yeah, you're absolutely right. And President Kennedy uh, said, uh, every man, woman, and child lives under a nuclear sword of Damocles, capable of being cut at any moment by accident, by miscalculation, or, dis or design. He said, the weapons of war must be abolished before they abolish us. And actually, absolutely. they're well on the way to abolishing us. They're well on the way to abolishing us yeah. unless uh, we break out of this nation-state box and claim our power to be able to take back our planet and save our world. Because, you know, this is Earth Month, and it's crucial that we save the world from environmental destruction. But even more, if, the, if, if even we had a limited nuclear war, just like between India and Pakistan, that would throw so much soot into the air that would cause such global warming, oh. there'd be massive oh, starvation. Yeah. Uh, you know, it could, it, we could we could destroy yeah, the world with Fuku one little. Look at look at Fukushima. Look at what the hell that did. I mean, that is polluted. Uh, that is irradiated one third of the Pacific Ocean already, and they're dumping more stuff in right. there constantly because they don't know what to do with it. And uh, uh, that's absolutely, I mean, it's just it's and just that's tiny compared to a, a nuclear war. That's tiny, and uh, oh, even a small God, nuclear yeah, war yeah. would do us in. <laughs> But 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 I mean there are I don't know if it's a third but right now I mean it, it was a third of the uh, Pacific Ocean now is is irradiated and there are wow. Um, wow. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and maybe even thousands of miles of dead zones uh, throughout the mm. Pacific area. Uh, it's wow. Well, you know it, the weapons of yeah. absolutely and and uh, 
you know, uh, it's absolutely crucial that we come together uh, to save our world. And that's why Albert Einstein said about Gary Davis, he, Albert Einstein yeah. said, uh, you know, considered this, one of the smartest men ever, he said that Gary, that Gary grasped the key to whether humanity, whether, whether, whether he said mankind back in those days, but today we say humanity, whether humanity will die by its own hands or continue to exist. And, uh, you know, if Albert Einstein said that, then I think all of us ought to see this film and see, well, what, is, what does this guy have to say that uh, Einstein thought uh, could help so us to save our world? So. I love I loved the um, um, heroics. You know, I love the, the heroics of this guy. I mean, you know, to, he, he just went after it, and people just uh, saw him for what he was. And they, he hit him, in, 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 especially in Europe, uh, in that post-war period, uh, when they were just starting to, to uh, figure out what their boundaries were, you know. Uh, then uh, uh-huh. he comes along and, and just blows it all up, you know. <laughs> absolutely, and, uh, absolutely. And then he started the the world. Uh, what is it? The free uh, world. World Service, Service Authority. Authority. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. World cities. Yeah, the world cities around world the cities, world. Yeah. And also, yeah. oh, and then also, yeah, there are a whole bunch of cities. Uh, over a thousand now have declared themselves. World cities, like the state of Minnesota, declared themselves that. The city of Minnesota, uh, other cities back then, there was a time where they all declared themselves world cities. Uh, and uh, Gary founded the World Service Authority in Washington D.C. That's been issuing world passports to oh, a world IDs and yeah. documents, all based they're, on the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And they're accepting them, which is uh, you know. Well, they were. They were. They were accepted and stamped by uh, 100 183 of the world's, uh, well, it was about 193 nations in the UN. So uh, they were accepted by uh, uh, by those people in the past. Right now, after 9/11 and with the current uh, border divisions, it's 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 getting practically impossible to to travel with it. But uh, it is still used by so many people, like if. If people even get to this country, for instance, and want to go for for an asylum at a courthouse, they can't even get into the courthouse without an ID. So sometimes their their uh, lawyers help them get a world passport so they can at least get into the courthouse to to make their case. And uh, you know, so many ways it helps people. Uh, Many many people in many places, so many people are stateless, and they can't even get uh, their kids into school or get. Uh, vaccinated right. or get other things without identification so or medical treatment so the world id documents can help them so uh, if you do go to our webpage theworldismycountry.com and click on world passport you can get more information on that and if you click on the store you can find out how to watch the full theatrical version and get your yeah. you know yeah. world citizen t-shirts and whatnot so uh, <laughs> i hope everybody will okay. come join us and and help everyone learn about uh, this powerful yeah. story and and how they can be a part of getting it out to in their community. Yeah, no, no, it's great. I, um, I, 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 I <clears throat> would like. I, I, I don't. Know, I'm trying to trying to phrase this right. But I, to me, I had never heard of Gary Davis before. To be frank, and I feel embarrassed by that because the guy was quite. Uh, he, he only passed away and. Two thirteen. So, um, and and no, and not nobody else that I, I mean, I interviewed many, many, many people, and uh, all of the, uh, I had everybody from, uh, uh, geez, huh. um, uh, I'm, try, I'm trying to just uh, the hundreds, uh, hundreds of people, and and uh, of, of celebrities, and and none of them. Uh, I remember even a guy. I had uh, Lou, uh, um, Lou Grant, yeah, um, who played Lou Grant. Who Ed Asner? Thank you. I had Ed, Ed Asner. Ed Asner, right? Yeah, that, that was at a time when you know during the during the war he came out and he was very anti-war and he and he made a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of right, I remember that. And anyway, and I had him on the show and. He, he, I mean, he never really spoke about uh, one world or borderless boundaries. He was just basically anti-war, you know. And um, right, uh, but uh, nobody. But I, I mentioned him, but I had others like um, 
um, uh, uh, Jesse Jackson and um, Ramsey Clark and others that should I I Perfect. don't know why they never yeah I don't I don't know well, you why. know I feel I feel like you know they never brought up the the significance of world you know world, world borders you know what I mean and their anti-war uh, right. pitches so I well you I, know I, that what you say is so important so yeah. crucial uh, and I think that what happens is that uh, like Ed Asner. Uh, everybody knows what we're against. We're against war. We're against cli- you know climate injustice. Yeah, yeah, we're against yeah. uh, all the things we're against. But we don't have a model now for what we're for, and that's why I think this film's so important because it inspires people with a vision of what we can be for. And without that vision of what we can be for, uh, you know, w- without vision, people the people perish. Uh, but with right. vision, oh, yeah. uh, we really can come together and have the power to change our world. So. That's why I hope everybody comes and goes to our website, sees the movie, and helps get it either, either watch. It gets a big audience for the public TV broadcasts that are going on in their area or mm-hmm. looks at the directions there about how they can uh, help encourage it in the areas that haven't yet scheduled it for broadcast. No, I think I'd, um, I, I, I would like to see it. If, I, if you could send me the, the, the actual link, and what I'll do is I, then I can uh, bring it to the, uh, to the theater and have them look at it, right. knowing well, that, that, yeah, knowing that this is how you are promoting it as well. Um, I'd be proud to do right. it. I'd love to. I'd love to be able to present that. Excellent. And um, <laughs> and uh, no, really, honestly, and I, I, I think we could do that. Um, it's an ideal situation. It's a nice theater, and they just changed hands. Uh, but the whole idea behind that particular theater was. The, the the guy who started, who started it a number of years ago um, was for uh, not only for blockbusters and everything you know like in normal movies, but also for to bring in the communities and to bring in uh, documentaries and to bring in um, you know uh, uh, new uh, new things. Even involved with the with the high schools, uh, their their programs of. Mm, yeah, we're so we're also kind of developing. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. We're developing a what? program for for high schools with public TV. We're we're also developing a module for educational programs about Gary's story, so that young people can hear about this important story. So that's I, yeah, uh, I think they as you mentioned yeah, uh, yeah, classrooms just coming too. I mean, I yep. so um, <laughs> I I used to teach, and I and I I tell you, I. Uh, I was always astonished at how um, little little was actually taught in um, mm-hmm. high school. In high school, You're right? You're absolutely high right. I, I was so amazed that uh, I mean, kids in their I, I mean, I, I used to kids and seniors in high school uh, who were already eighteen or seventeen, eighteen years old, really had the vaguest notion of what voting was about or what. Uh, Really? Wow. Yeah, uh, I know civics, uh, basic civics. I mean, even even the the uh, Constitution, you know. And um, right. when when I, I I was just floored by their lack of preparation at the age at wow. the age of that or age senior, and being um, hmm. uh, being that I just was amazed. And then I found out. Because I, at that time I was I was very uh, political. I was on radio and television, and uh, uh, the the uh, I just couldn't believe how inadequate inadequate our our social studies and uh, uh, academics really are right up to that mm-hmm. high school level. Right. And I can understand why so well, many kids drop out because they go. What the hell? You know, what am I listening? What am I right. doing here? You know, I could be working. You know? Right. And, uh, and, yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah. They don't really make yeah. education. You know, I used to, for instance, hate history when we were first taught. You know, you have to memorize this war after that war after that war. You know, who needs it? Yeah. But then I had yeah. a history teacher who really got into like some of the original documents and like the documents that were pro-slavery and against, and you got to read right. the original right. uh, documents of the right. people who were who were for slavery who said, look, you people in the north are preaching this, but you've got these industrial factories that are treating your people a lot worse than, than we're treating our slaves. And there was a debate back and forth, and you yeah. saw 
Yeah, you know, exactly. it's not just, oh, here's the good guys, here's the bad guys. They're people on each side have their points of view, and, and, and that got me excited about history. I realized, wow, history is alive and dynamic. But before that, I thought it was just about all these dead people getting killed in wars, you know? That's right. <laughs> so you're no, absolutely right. right. We need a living history. I think, I think what, yep. I, I'll tell you quite frankly, I, I, I was always a history buff, but, uh, but when, I, uh, when I went to college, I, uh, uh, I majored in history. And uh, and about and eventually got a BA, but I I went to a community college first. It was right in the city, Hartford, uh, Connecticut, and uh, met some of the most amazing people, uh, especially in the, the in the history department. And I met a guy named mm-hmm. uh, Iano Deci. He was a he had four mm-hmm. doctorate degrees, and the guy he he, mm-hmm. he was a Columbia University professor, right? Uh, at the time, and, and, and he was teaching uh, European um, European history, and um, at the time, and he left there during the Colombian riots, okay, uh, Colombia riots, which um, uh, um, what's his name, our former attorney general, was a part of um, uh, was, uh, Obama's attorney general. Uh, do you remember what I'm talking about? Hmm. About, um, uh, well, John Carter. Kerry, are we oh, talking Carter. about? Who are we talking about? No, no, no. I'm talking about Obama. No, his his, uh, oh, okay. his uh, attorney general was uh, um, uh, Holder, Eric Holder. And oh yeah, Holder yeah, right, right. Was Eric Holder was one of the centers? Uh, one of the uh, he, he was a president or something of the. Um, uh, what was the, the group that took over the uh, the faculty building in uh, Columbia University? Um, uh, students for Democratic Society, SDS. Remember that? Oh yeah, right. Tom Hayden, Tom, Tom Hayden, Hayden, and all those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SDS. Well, right. Holder, Holder was one of them, right? And uh, and uh, these people. And the reason I say that is because that was a time when this guy was fed up with him. He was a tenured professor. Right, and uh, uh, and he he just was fed up, and um, he saw he, he his friend was the president of this community college that was starting up in Hartford, and he invited him to be a professor there. And I'll tell you, this guy turned out he was a he was a, a Hungarian uh, uh, officer during the Hungarian Revolution, and uh, he was uh, he he had the stories. I mean, he had he he. he his, he was actually decorated with a. Um, his body was sent back to uh, to Hungary to be decorated as a national hero, um, and uh, to have been um, taught by him, and uh, to have been uh, his uh, aide um, during the during the two years I was there. The man taught me more than I could imagine, and gave me an appreciation for history, and. Uh, and uh, I moved on to the, the university, and then we came uh, and then, uh, in, in history and uh, um, journalism and so on. But uh, it, it became something that was so I bet very, you meant, very, very uh, I, eye-opening to me. And not too many people right. have that chance to, to uh, tutor under, under uh, a brilliant, uh, um, brilliant uh, historian, you know. And, uh, well, I, good I for you. Yeah, real, a good historian... A good historian really brings it to life as a story, his and her story, <laughs> her story and yeah. his story. Uh, we need both uh, stories and, uh, and, and all these key stories. Uh, you know, at one point, my uh, cousin and I started a thing called the uh, Endangered Story Act, and it was if we don't preserve these <laughs> stories like Gary's that are so well known, then they'll become extinct. You know, if we hadn't made this movie, nobody would even know who Gary Davis was. And... Uh, but the, so the word endangered also includes the word end angered. And uh, if you look at the word, it's interesting. End angered spells endangered. And we need to end some of these angered stories that keep people, uh, oh, you know, your ancestors killed my ancestors, so we're going to kill you, more of you and blow you up. And, you know, like in the Middle East, we see these wars going on yeah. for, for centuries and so on. And we need to end those angered stories and have life-affirming stories that help us on the planet make it. And that's why I was so compelled to make this film about Gary Davis because it's a film that really can inspire us all. 
Yeah. What was his take on on the Middle East anyway? I mean, and and the wars during the, the these last oh, uh, twenty. Oh well, years. Gary wrote ten books, and one of them is called World Citizen in the Holy Land. And he uh, he went to Israel, uh, you know, and, and he. He, you know, he traveled only on his world passport, and he had a lot of challenges at borders. So somehow he got into India, Israel, but they were kicking him out. You know, you can't stay here. You don't have a right to stay here. So he went right. to Jordan. He gets on this bus and goes to Jordan. And uh, he gets to Jordan, and they look at his world passport. Say, well, we can't world passport. We can't accept this. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you got to go back. So he asked the Israelis, "Can I get a visa to come to Israel?" No way. So he asked the Jordanian guy, he says, where does Jordan end? And the guy said, what do you mean, where does Jordan end? He said, well, if that's, just, that's Israel on the other side of the river, and this is Jordan, where's, where, where's the line? He said, well, there, in the middle of the bridge. So Gary goes to the middle of the bridge, sets down his backpack, and uh, sits down on the, on the sidewalk on the side of the bridge. And the, the Jordanian comes by, running up and says, well, you can't stay here. And the Israeli guy comes running up from the other side, you can't stay here. And Gary says, and Gary says why not? And they say, well, well, you just can't stay here. It's getting dark. And Gary says, well, don't you think I know that? Yeah, but at nighttime, that's when we shoot at each other. And Gary said, do you hear yourselves? Uh, during the day, you cooperate letting people cross this bridge, and at night, you shoot at each other? He says, take off your uniforms, throw down your guns, and join me on this line. It's the only, the only free place on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a lot of great experiences around the world, uh, in the Middle East and other places. And, and his whole idea was that, you know, nation states aren't real. You know, he was flying in his airplane, and right, right. Uh, he said, you know, I don't hate Germany, France, and everything. I fly over some invisible lines that can murder people. On the other side, I can't. You know, this is insane. Yeah. It's not real, but this is all made up, folks. And if we made up this system, we can make up a better system. Uh, you know, he said <laughs> cities, they're real. I mean, there really is. You can look at it from the planet from outer space, and you can see the cities all lit up. And so that's why he started that World Cities Movement, for cities to declare themselves as world cities, and then cities to get together and help govern the world. And there's a whole movement. There's a book called uh, uh, If Mayors Governed the World, and there's a TED Talk about it and so on. But, you know, he said, let's, let's be real, folks. Let's get away from these broken nation states that are political fictions, and let's get to the reality that everybody in the world has – has needs and wants that are, that are similar. We all want a peaceful and better world. Uh, we found a way to make things sort of function in cities. Cities have overcome incredible obstacles. Uh, you know, we just have to, to, to realize that we, we don't have to send uh, people off in a horse and buggy to meet forests we can, in, a, in a room and, like we had to do in 1776. Today we can invent a new form of government where we all meet together in the, in the global room. Uh, the Internet gives us that capability, and we can come together and create the plant, the world we choose. No, that's amazing. No, I, I was. Um, I, I think what amazes me is um, uh, it always did is is how we. So I mean, even myself, I I, I go back. Uh, I've got archives on my. If you go to my my uh, um, my uh, blog uh, at uh, org. Uh, I go back to 2004 when I started. Uh, that was when I, I started that uh, website, and I got uh, archives going, mm -hmm. going all the way back there by dated by the year and month. But uh, mm. I go back and I can't even believe I, I, I things I had already forgotten that was so significant then. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh, it shows like I've done uh, 13 about 1350 programs on but on this uh, wow. network. And uh, another four, uh, five hundred on uh, radio shows on uh, uh, on FM. Mm -hmm. But uh, these these were all um, we forget. We so I myself so easily forget um, uh, what we were talking about back then and how significant it was back then. And uh, you know we're talking about the you know the thing came up today. I was talking to a friend of mine. And uh, he's uh, and, and we, we I don't know we were discussing different things, but then I uh, he was saying, well, what about what about Biden's new uh, new uh, two thousand two trillion dollars on this and that? And he said, where how the hell are we going to pay for that? And I told the guy, so look, you know, back in 08, 
09, I believe it was, 2009, when Obama was trying to bail out the world, um, world banks and what he did. He, the Federal Reserve, actually coughed up $53 trillion, trillion mm. with a T, mm. to bail out mm-hmm. all the friggin' world banks, okay? And eventually wow. they would pay us back. But this was reported, and I quoted it in my in my book, actually, Naked at the Mic, but um, the uh, you know in, in, in sight of the article, but uh, it was done by Financial Times, came out, and they were the first disclosure of that fifty three trillion wow. dollars. Right. Wow! Now, wow! Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you, man. And did, was, and did they was, ever pay it back? Did they ever pay it back? They they did. Supposedly they did. Of course, nobody. You know, uh, nobody <laughs> has, has uh, verified it, and uh, if they ever did or not. But if we, but you got to remember one thing too: the, the major recipients of that fifty-three trillion dollars were the same five, eight banks that were involved with the Federal Reserve. Now, does that make and sense? And that caused the problem in the first place. The ones that, that caused the problem in the first, the first place got the big reward. So what they did is they yeah. stole $53 trillion from the American people, yeah. taxpayers, okay, yeah. sent yeah. it out to the rest of the world, okay, at 0% interest or 1% interest or some sort, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. but that, that, yeah, it's coming back and with no real incentive for them to pay it back, all right? Uh, other right. than uh, to right. keep the world from collapsing, you know, and uh, right. since we, since this, since we as an uh, we uh, are fifty one percent of the world monetary fund, okay, we imagine that, you know, uh, who's uh-huh. getting all the money around the world? Where and, and and I think what pisses me off so much and why I I, I still like the Bernie's Bernie's proposals was that you know we're paying. All of the world to have, you know, uh, health coverage. All the world to have mm-hmm. whatever, you know, socialized everything. And yet we're the only country in the world that, you know, is rejecting socialism. You know what I mean? So uh, right. but, uh, democratic <laughs> socialism, as it yeah. will. And uh, I, right. I, I was always offended by our uh, the foolishness. The foolishness that we, uh, as a country and taxpayers, have, you know, we can't. Absolutely, you know, yeah. we can't. You know, we can we can spend uh, three trillion dollars at the drop of a hat on a war, right? But we can't spend three trillion right. on on uh, you know getting food and jobs and infrastructure or whatever else for this country. Right, it's, it's insanity. Absolutely, yeah, you know, it's I crazy. Think, it is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's, it's an insanity and. And uh, we need to wake up from it and uh, realize how we're trapped in this box and we get fooled by the propaganda that keeps us there and keeps us divided. And, uh, and, and, and by, te- by keeping us divided and building walls and saying, you know, oh, it's the immigrants that are the bad guys or it's this guy or that guy, that keeps us all divided so we don't recognize our power. And once we break out of that box and we get together and, and, and really connect around the world, we'll find that we have similar goals and wants all the world. People want the same things. They want safer world for the future, better life for their children, cleaner air, well, cleaner environment. Look at, look at and it's only the look broken only the broken systems that are messing us up. We gotta get beyond them. <laughs> well look at those poor wretches that I mean I call them wretches that, you know, uh, I mean the poor uh what? thousands and thousands and thousands that are trying to cross the border every day on the southern borders. And I mean just for the sake of getting, you know, being able to eat, you know, being able to possibly have a life, right? And uh-huh. how desperate they are to, to do that. I mean, sending their six and then, seven-year-old kids uh, uh, by themselves to the new world, you know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the key thing we have to look at is what's causing that. And what's causing that is not uh, just, oh, these happen to be messed up countries. It was, it was it, the, 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 the military-industrial complex that Eisenhower warned us about and these big corporate interests right. that are operating globally, they've managed yep. to use the U.S. government as their puppet to overthrow all the democratically elected governments in South America. 
that actually would have solved these problems for the people. And they've undermined right. and destabilized these countries. Right. I made a movie about that, how we undermined uh, Chile, and we, uh, we helped lead to the assassination of President Allende, a Democratic elected guy who was making, uh, making yeah. Chile better for all the people. But he wasn't helping uh, ITT, and ITT wanted him out of the area. They were, he was going to take some of uh, the things that they had stolen back for the people. So uh, he got, they got the U.S. government to overthrow this guy. Oh, my, so my, here we overthrow my, all, all yeah. the progressive government, and now the nations are so messed up that we have desperate refugees coming to our country. And then we say we've got to fight to block these refugees. But what caused it? These, these countries would have all been very functional. Well, take look, a look, look at they, Costa look Rica. Yeah, look what these bastards did to Venezuela. I mean, you know, they, exactly. They, they, yeah, I mean, Chavez had the place rocking and rolling. Now, they loved Chavez, okay? And uh, right. And 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 they and Maduro was his handpicked man, and Maduro had the right idea, but then all of a sudden, uh, Bush and uh, and um, and uh, 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 Clinton as well, and uh, everybody else did nothing but beat on them. You know what I mean? And, uh, exactly. Exactly. Steal their they steal their oil, and you know you had all these uh, mega oil companies looking for that Venezuelan crude, right. you know. And and it's like right. look what they did. Look what they did in Libya. I mean, they destroyed that country. They, Absolutely. They and then you and then yeah. you look at go look in Wikipedia at uh, the overthrow of the Shah of Iran. I mean, it's all came out and documented. It isn't. Uh, it isn't myth. Uh, you know, the CIA overthrew their government, helped destroy their country to steal their oil. And yeah, now we yeah. want to wonder, why does Iran hate us? Why do they want to fight a war? Yeah. Well, they don't want to fight a war. We screwed them over and, and, and we keep screwing them over. And, and by we, I don't mean, I really shouldn't say that because it's not we. The people of the United States wouldn't do that. It's this broken political system. Even the good guys, you, you take, a, I think President Obama, you know, really meant what he said. He wanted to make a better world, but he was trapped in a system that Eisenhower described. Eisenhower said that, you know, uh, we must guard against the unwarranted influence of the military-industrial complex. He said it's in every state house, every office of the, of the government. And he said that, uh, what, what, can, he said, uh, what, can, what can be expected to come from this? The worst is atomic war. The best would be this, a life of perpetual fear and tension, a burden of arms that burdens this country or any country to provide true uh, abundance and well-being for the people of this world. And he said we had to stop this military-industrial complex or it would destroy us. And he's right. We've been all suffering under it. That's why the United States is suffering. All the countries around the world are suffering. Africa, you know, we extract all. Africa is the richest country in the world. And we extract all their resources to keep them down. And then we say, oh, look at all those backward people. Maybe we should send them in some aid. <laughs> we don't have to send them aid. We just have to <laughs> yeah, yeah, get right. off their backs and let them come together. Let them have their proper place yeah, in the world economy. Let them they, control they, their resources. Yeah, well, they, Pay them for those resources. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, the, you know, it's pathetic when you look at these uh, uh, diamond miners. You know what I mean? That, that what they are are four- and five-year-old children going down into a, a hole in the ground, all right? And maybe in in hand in uh, with their hands trying to dig up uh, diamonds, you know what I mean? And uh, what are they coming yeah. back with? Yeah. You know, well, here, Dad, look, I got a diamond. Oh, thanks, son. Okay, I'll get a, I'll get two dollars for that. You know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. it's, it's yeah. like absurd, a total absurdity. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I, so I, there's I, a way I, we can so. get beyond that. We don't we don't have to be stuck in that absurdity. And that's why I hope everybody watches this film because it gives a vision of how we can come together and build something better. We need to build a better mousetrap. It's, <laughs> it's like Bucky Fuller said, you never change things by fighting things inside the old model. You've got to create a new model and create something better and everybody will gravitate toward it. And that's what Gary's story was all about and why I hope everyone will watch it and see how inspiring this is for how we can come together as a world. I, I was inspired because of his courage uh, and his commitment and his um, vision. You know, it just was it just overwhelming um, to see that. And uh, being an yeah. activist, and uh, you seem to be a very, you seem to have been involved with a lot of it over the years. Um, the, yep. uh, he, he, just, well, uh, he, he was he, undefeatable. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they exactly. threw they threw him in forty in, in forty in, in thirty four jails, and it never bothered <laughs> him at all. He said, "Oh, this is a great chance. I'll go in there and I'll talk to all these refugees and immigrants in jail and talk about world passports and stuff." 
he had a great time uh, in jail. It didn't bug him at all. You know, no matter what they could do to him, they couldn't stop him. They couldn't intimidate him. You know, some of us come out and we look at a, a scary borderline with all the barbed wire and the arms and the guns, yeah, and we're intimidated. He looked at it and he said, this is a set. You know, I'm an actor, and, and this yeah. is a set. Those are actors in costumes, and their whole yeah. role is to try to intimidate us. So I'm not going to play into their game. I'm going to draw them into my game. And he would draw them into his game, and it would drive them crazy. They would like, they would like, they, they didn't know what to do with the guy. Uh, uh, you know, like I remember, you maybe you saw in the movie the example. There he is in in Paris, and uh, he's given up his national citizenship, and the and the uh, territory of the Place de Shiloh has been named international territory uh, by the United Nations, and France has officially given a key to the UN, declaring it international territory. So when Gary gave up his citizenship, France said, you got to get out of here. We can't have you here with no papers. Uh, we'll throw you in jail if you don't leave. So the day he's supposed to leave, he gets up, goes into this international territory, goes onto the, foot, onto the uh, doorstep of the Palais de Shiloh and goes to sleep. Well, in the morning, this uh, cop comes along, uh, this, this gendarme, and he says, Monsieur, uh, you can't sleep here. Uh, and Gary says, uh, uh, he says, well, uh, I can't leave. Uh, I, I have this document. He shows him this document. Refused to say sure. He said, if I go back into France, uh, you know, it's illegal. And he said, uh, well, but you're in France. He said, yes, but it's not France anymore. It's been and he shows him, you know, that it's been declared international territory. And he says, if you, if you push me back into France, you'll be guilty of importing an illegal alien, and you'll go to jail. Well, John John backs <laughs> off. You know, what am I supposed to do? I, I'm, I'm going to get in jail. I, I got to go get get orders. Well, he leaves. All yeah. the press, all the press descends on him. Jack Gary. It becomes this huge flurry of of international press uh, filming him, talking to him, I, I read, uh, people yeah, around I read, the world. I read, I read a lot of the, a lot of the uh, 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 press releases and stuff that you had, uh, you had, that she had put in there, and um, a lot of fascinating yeah. stuff. Very really fascinating. Yeah. So people are going to have fun watching the story because, like you said, he was a guy with a lot of guts. <clears throat> Nobody could intimidate him, and uh, he he kept at it right until he died. You know, on his way to the hospice. He's giving the uh, hospice ambulance driver copies of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and talking to him about world citizenship. So he never gave up. Uh, right, <laughs> yeah, right, age right 92. Right to the yep. end. But no, no, that's that's what it yep. is, you know. And that's activism. And that's a guy who's got uh, got a vision, you know, and and goes right to the end of it. And I I, mm -hmm. I appreciate you being on tonight, and I'm glad we could uh, we could discuss this because. Um, to my listeners, I guarantee very few probably uh, have, have heard of Gary Davis, and uh, um, hopefully they will now and see your show on PBS uh, local stations, or go to uh, what, what's the name of your website again? That you you, uh, you go to my, the world is my country. You know, Tom Payne said Tom Payne said my country is the world. Uh, and this is just, you know, same thing, but the reverse order. Uh, the world is my country. Uh, the world yeah. is my country. Uh, and and, uh, and Tom Paine said, basically, the world is my country and my religion is to do good. All people are my brethren. Uh, and uh, that's what Gary was kind of inspired by Thomas Paine's ideas. So he's really like the original founding fathers who raised their citizenship above the uh, separate states that divided them, Virginia, Maryland, and so on, and came together as the United States. And he now inspires young people to come together and create a, uh, uh, a united world. So, uh, uh, yes, enjoy the movie, theworldismycountry.com. If you add after that slash public TV, you'll get to that page, but you can just go and navigate to it too. Uh, go to the tabs and so on or click on links, and you'll get there too. Uh, that world is my country. I will. I will definitely do that. And let me. Um, I will get back to you uh, regarding that uh, movie theater, and uh, and uh, I'd like to be able to review the whole thing and and see if I can um, perfect give it to, to show it to them and uh, the owners and yeah. uh, maybe we can. Uh, you know, maybe we could book it uh, sometime in April sure. or May or May or something like that. Yeah, we can go you along with theaters. Usually have a split. You know, they usually have a split. So much goes to them. So much goes to the filmmaker. So. Yeah, we would right. welcome that, and we'd love that, and uh, we'll uh, we're glad to work with you. Well, we, you can, okay, yeah, well, thank oh, you for the chance uh, to talk uh, with you. And yeah, 
Well, I'll get back to you. We'll talk on email, or I can call you at this number, or can I reach Great. you at this number? Okay. Yep, I um, can. This is my okay. cell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and I think and we'll send be me the right. send me the link to this show so people can do email me the link so we can put it on our website for people to listen to the replays. So okay, oh, uh, or or email okay, or email me an MP3 file or whatever, whatever you have, an MP3 file or a link, whatever. Okay. Well, I'll, thank I'll, you. I'll send you uh, yeah, I'll send you I'll send you the link to it. Okay. So thank you very much. Great. Arthur, okay. We'll talk, uh, <laughs> we'll talk again soon. Okay. Good night. Okay. You have a great day. Bye bye. You too. Uh, that was uh, that was Arthur uh, Carn- Car- Car- Carnages, okay, um, and uh, he uh, interesting guy Carnages. Can- Arthur Carnages is his name, K-A-N-E-G-I-S, and he's the director of the latest documentary on my world. Uh, the world is my country. And it's a historical look at the world's first citizen, uh, Gary Davis and the pacifist movement, which began in 1953, and uh, it'll be aired on PBS in April uh, this year. And uh, we hope to have, we'll talk to Arthur again, a fascinating man, and he's done a number of different movies. So please go to his website, my, um, my world, uh, the world is my country, uh, org, and um, check it all out. And I want to thank everybody for joining me tonight, and tell your friends, uh, and uh, good evening. Have a good night. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.